Welcome to Everyday Joys with Denise Dykstra. This month, we're going through the entire Advent devotional that my church, North Point Church in Plainwell, asked me to write this summer. So every day, I'll be bringing you a new Advent devotional that I wrote, and I'm going to follow that with kind of a behind-the-scenes story. So stay tuned every day this month. If you want more information, look at the links below this episode. Let's get started. Day 5. Luke 21, 25-36. Then there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and there will be anguish on the earth among nations bewildered by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world, because the powers of the heavens will not be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you can see for yourselves and recognize that summer is already near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be on your guard so that your minds are not dulled from carousing, drunkenness, and worries of life, or that day will come on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come on all who live in the face of the whole earth. But be alert at all times, praying that you have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Luke 21, 25-36 Day 5 In this summer, I like nothing more than to sit around a campfire and look up at the stars above me in the night sky. In the winter, I can't do that. It's so cold and I am not a cold weather person. I get tired of the lack of sunlight during the day and it feels often like it is dark all the time. But there is something extra wonderful about a winter night sky. Without the leaves on the trees, with the air so crisp and void of all humidity, those stars gleam extra bright and the moon reflecting off the snow feels almost make-believe. It's so startling bright. You don't get to experience the spectacular winter night in the summer. When we are going through hard times, it feels like it's dark all around us, all the time. The darkness can actually feel like it is pressing in on us in a forceful way. It's in the dark time we go through that we see God shining the brightest. It is as if when all things have been stripped away and we have nothing to look to but up, We see God on display in a way that takes our breath away. We wonder if we can imagine that this God, the God who created these stars and the moon and this sky, can truly care about me. So far away and little and overwhelmed and hurting me. That peace washes over us and it almost feels like it is make-believe because you really can't put into words. But you know, you know God is with you in the hard times. He promises to see us through. He will do just as he said he would do. When all we have is God, we see him amazingly well. When you take the time to look for God, you can see him. Just as you can still see the night sky on a summer night and fully appreciate it, you can see God all around you in the good, cozy times of life as well. 
But there is something tragically beautiful about when all is stripped away and you stand in the dark waiting with full expectancy to see God. And he shows up in a magnificent way. He always does. Whatever your life feels like right now, a summer campfire night or a night so dark and cold, it literally takes your breath away. Look to God. He is there and he will do just as he says he will. Stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is near. Prayer. God, give us eyes to see you that your kingdom is near. Help us to cling to your words that will never pass away. Help those words to be planted deep in our hearts in the dark, cold times so they can bloom with beauty in the better times ahead. Help us to be alert at all times so we can be waiting with expectancy to see you show up. You always do, God. Amen. Well, today for Advent reading, I'm at Wendy's house. Say hello, Wendy. Hi. And she's super thrilled to be on the podcast because I just asked her just the second. And I'm like, hey, this will be fun. So here we are. So Wendy's mentioned in the beginning of this book because (laughs) she, she held my hand through this whole thing. So I was asked to write this devotional and I wasn't sure if I could do it because of the time frame, because it was between election cycles. And I drove out here. Do you remember this? I do. And we sat on your back porch. She lives on a, on a river and we sat on the back porch and she's like, listen, this is what you're going to have to do. Pep talk 101. And then she's like, and you have to know that this is what you're going to have to do to pull this off. And you did it. Oh. And you got a lot of emails and texts. <laughs> but yes, Wendy has edited my things for a long time. And so I waited until I had quite a few of these done. And then I sent them to her to say, hey, how do you think it's looking so far? Because I have never done anything like this. No, this was pretty big. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. So I asked her to pick a day that she likes right now she asked me right now (laughs) to pick a day and I was like no pressure I haven't seen the book and I don't know how many weeks now so I had to pick a day and I picked day five okay so we're on day five we'll put this in day five podcast what do you like about day five I like well let's start off with I like the whole devotion I love the whole devotion but day five hits me because it's the things that I love. I love summer, moving to the river. We love campfires. We do them just about every day. And in the winter, I don't do cold either. I know. I put on as many clothes as I can and a heating pad and blankets and snuggle up and I hibernate. Mm -hmm. So what I liked about it was it is really easy in those fun summer days to see you're outside you get to see all the lovely things on the river. We get to see the birds, whether they're on my yard or in the river. Wendy also has eagles that hang and we, out. Yes. Eagles and osprey and lots of geese. Yes. Yes, you do have a lot of geese. And swans. We had a swan family mm-hmm. this year, and I got to watch them grow. And that would be one of God's creations I get to see mm-hmm. and experience. But when I'm snuggled up inside hibernating... It's hard to experience those, but 
there's got to be good in everything, right? Mm-hmm. And when we snuggle up, it's the one time where I do got to say that we as a family get to sit and watch movies and cozy up and talk. And those are the good things. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different pace in the winter. In our winter, there's not much of a pace. <laughs> I really and truly hibernate. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm glad for snow days. We don't have to go to school. And, you know, so those evening times when things, it's a slowdown time. And I've realized over the years, I need to take more advantage of those slowdown times. Enjoy my kids while I got them. Mm-hmm. They won't be here long. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know sometimes people will say, what happened? Like, the last time I saw your kids, they were little, and and half my kids are gone. And and I'm like, we blinked. We We were real tired, real tired. And we just thought we'd rest our eyes for a half a second. And in that half a second, they got real big, grew up, and moved away. Yes. But just recently, we put our tree up. Mm. And you get to experience that, oh, I love this ornament. And they're telling stories about each ornament, almost mm-hmm. reliving the stories I told them when I handed them the ornaments. And I think this was the first year I got to just sit there. They decorated the whole tree, and I just loved it. Yeah. When um, we had Thanksgiving at my mom and dad's this year, which was extra special because not having Thanksgiving there last year, um, we were... All the kids sat at the kid table, and <laughs> there's a passel of them. And Isaac was home from Gulfport, and Andrew and Gretchen, who are married, also had to sit at the kids' table because there was no room at my mom and dad's table in the in the kitchen because it's right in the kitchen. And then we got real quiet. It was like you know when your parents and you're you're waiting for your kids to be quiet and you're wondering what they're up to. But the kids were laughing so hard telling these stories, and we as adults got quiet because we were cracking up listening to what they remember. And that's the great thing about your kids getting older, and it's also horrible because yeah. they'll say things like, "Hey, Ma, we never told you this," but blah blah blah. blah, blah. It almost makes you miss the kid table. Yeah. Yeah. Because adult conversation sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're you and me and, you know, you get to babble on about a lot of different things every now and then. Yeah. We we ha- we seem to not have a lack of being able right? to babble. Unless you put me on the spot yeah. on a podcast. But look. Look at right. us. No, but I will seriously. say with this day five, when, when we were, when I was writing this, um, I only showed this to you and Christine and Sue and Christine and Sue, I think Christine ended up getting the whole thing. I don't think I ever sent the whole thing to Sue. Like I, there were a couple of them that I just said to Sue, like, I need help rewriting this, but you got to see the whole thing in the creation. And so I feel like this is our project together, but this one, I didn't know what one you were going to pick. And then when you picked day five and I quick glanced at it, I was like, Oh, that that makes sense. But I was I ended up I have this huge chalkboard in my office. You've seen it. Yes. My dad found it cuz my dad finds everything. And I wrote waiting with expectancy on my chalkboard because I just kept feeling like this whole time I was writing it I was just waiting with expectancy. It seemed like these days were waiting with expectancy that I was writing about and 
that's really what Advent is. We're just waiting. We were actually just talking about Advent because I literally didn't know what Advent was. No. Before I had to know what it was because I was on a podcast and they're like, you want to talk about Advent? I'm like, I don't even know what it is. So we were just talking about that. We didn't grow up with it. No, no. Um, and as I said, I thought it was part of a different religion. I did I too. Mean, <laughs> I, did. I was like, I don't know. Can we do that? Can we have Advent? I don't know. Yeah. No. But look, I think I think that's we've we get to make it what we want to because we don't have anything preconceived about it. Yes. And I feel like that's the extra special thing about it. I mean, well, and you're making a new tradition for your mm-hmm. own self. You're you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. And then, well, how many? How long have you done Advent then? Two years. Well, I was trying to think about that, and I think, I mean, we were living in Martin, so I'm gonna. I guessed five. I so guess five kids years. Have at least grown up with it now. Mm, kind of. Kind of. I mean, more Eli and Abe. Okay. We did the Lego advent calendar. That was fun, but we don't get to do that anymore because I got too big. So, I mean, I just caught the tail end of, like, that part of advent. The fun part, like that. So, do you think it'll be interesting to find out if your two kids will continue on or if maybe the other two might pick it up later in life? Like you did just watching me go through it and seeing how much you enjoy it. Well, I think that would be a really fun interview question for them, but I guarantee <laughs> you that's not going to happen. They're not going to stay here like this. But I think, because my mom didn't do Advent either, and she she does it now. But in the busyness of everything that's going on in life, I really like the, okay, we're going to pause. We're not just going to pause and sit here and just read this. Like, like I can look up my Bible verse on my Bible app and and totally forget it was literally almost as soon as I read it. But with this, I I do it it's almost like a more sacred thing because I always light a candle when I read this. I make that to be a practice. And the yes. I force or the my smell, the yes. scent that you pick. Yep. I force yep. myself to do it. So I force myself to slow down, which is which is really, I feel like, extra important at Christmas. Because Christmas just seems like it's pure chaos. Exactly. And with day five, you know, you're taking things in. And with the Advent, you're being intentional. Mm-hmm. And in a world that's just fast. Mm-hmm. To take... You, you know, it's almost like somebody that meditates every day. You're taking that just those few minutes to just soak it in every mm-hmm. day. And I could see where that sticks with you a little bit more than just reading a verse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you and I both have a thing about candles. And I don't know, like, anything that <laughs> Thanks, we can Thanks, Christine. <laughs> anything we can do with candles, I'm, I'll sign me up. But, no, it's because it's, it's the pause. It's not even turning the – I don't know. It's just – it's so – I don't know. There's just something even about the lighting of the match and starting the candle and sitting there for half a second. I almost always have coffee with me, but just the whole thing. And it would almost be like, but it's like watching what, somebody, your grandma cooking something that she cooked every time you went and visited her. Yeah. Or, you know, so it's it's just some bringing, it, it, it just gives you that time to let feelings and thoughts just flow in, enjoy them. Well, it's kind of, What does it bring up? Well, you and I, we both have this love of campfires. Yes. 
And how many times don't we text each other, picture that we're sitting at a campfire in the summer? You would get very tired because that would be almost every night with us, you know? Mm -hmm. But I still find that campfire mesmerizing every night, even if I have one every night. It's not like, oh, we go camping and you have a couple campfires. It's literally, we pack it up and we go out and we just sit there for hours. And you would never just like sit in a chair and not do anything for hours on end. You know, typically. Typically. But you have a campfire and there's something, I mean, you gather around a campfire and you guys share your stories and sometimes, I mean... You guys are fishing, but... Yes. Well, and it's definitely a weird dynamic, you know, growing up and doing campfires. You sat there and you had s'mores and you talked or you let the adults talk. And now it's the husband's fishing and I'm sitting there trying to stay warm and the kids are playing on their technology. Well, But we're out there together. Yeah, you're out there together. And when we do a campfire, I mean, the boys usually start it for me and sometimes Jake does too. And then we would, like, you make... Whatever we had, we would drop it to go yes. sit out there. And for the boys and I, we always had, we always have some music on. That's like our great yes. talk about music time. That's our thing. We but do we, have music. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the neighbor's music. Yeah. So we just have to pick. <laughs> Which one you're going to like that? Well, year. we don't normally have a choice. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's grace in there. At least they play good music. <laughs> Sometimes if we want our own music, you have to play it a little louder. But, you know. But with campfires, you do have to be intentional. Yeah. It's, you have to start it takes the, time. Yeah, yes. And you have to start the campfire and you have to make the effort to be out there and then you're sitting next to it. Well, you can even go a step further than that because, like, Adam goes out and cuts the trees down. Oh, you're right. And then he takes his time weekends worth and the, the both boys go out there with their axes and we don't have a log splitter anymore because we don't heat our entire house this mm-hmm. is just campfire same and it's very it's very much therapy for him doing that so then it's like a huge circle yeah because he's doing all of that then he then we load the wood up and then it's out by the campfire then you're starting the campfire Mm-hmm. And you get to appreciate it more. We're not going somewhere purchasing our wood. We took it from stuff that fell out back and so did you, the work. So you're doing the work to prepare. To for have, our enjoyment. Yes. And I think that that totally ties in with Advent. You're doing the work to prepare yes. to enjoy the Advent. Absolutely. See, that was, look, painless. It was painless. We are 13 minutes. And I said, <laughs> let's try for five. <laughs> Don't get me started. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this segment of Day 5. And that wraps up today's Advent devotional. If you want to learn more, just visit my website at denisedykstra.net. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-D-Y-K-S-T-R-A dot N-E-T. Denisedykstra.net. Thanks.